0: This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day. At 9 a.m., soccer carpool.
1: 9.10, purchase birthday card. 9.05, dry cleaning.
0: Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry.
1: I can't fit that question into your schedule. Huh. 9.15, cry for a
0: little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwans help. With Schwanz, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwanz.com.
3: Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. As you can hear or heard, I'm the man. So welcome on Monday morning after the Super Bowl. Money Making Conversations is now broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Every Monday you can hear me live on Biz 1190 from 10 a.m. to noon, Eastern Standard Time. I'm also broadcasting on my Money Making Conversations Facebook page. You can go online right now and leave comments so that I will respond to during and after the show. Everybody got all that? Everybody got all that? We want to make sure everybody, you know, time to ramp up. You know, find your little Facebook page and... Make sure you're in the right room to hear the show without interruption. If you're at work, you know, you can hear everything because I'm having a super money-making conversations this morning. My special guests are Charlie Ward, Heisman Trophy winner, who led Florida State University to a national championship as their quarterback and was a first-round draft pick of the New York Knicks as a point guard. Angela M. Jolavette, NAACP Image Award winner for Greenleaf, which airs on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Willard Jackson, vice chairman of Ebony Magazine. Marcellus Wiley, ESPN host and business entrepreneur. And Norwood Clark, owner of Darrell's New Orleans Grill in Los Angeles, California. We have it all for you this morning. Food, sports, music, and publishing. Publishing. We got it all for you this morning. Money-making conversation can also be heard on iHeartRadio podcast. If you guys read it, she's on the phone, Right. She's okay, good. Let me get the intro because she's heard her name already. So make sure, you know, she was she ready to talk then? You know, jump the gun a little bit. Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of their success. My first guest has been on the show before, and I didn't even know her when she was on the show the first time. We hit it off because she's a social media friend. I like her. She likes my page. I like her page. I leave little nice comments and I've learned a lot of interesting things about her. She's a music content producer based in Los Angeles, California. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Angela M. Jolivet. Hey, Mr. McDonald. <laughs> hey, J- hey, that DJ Moon baby.
1: <laughs> it's me. It's me. I'm back. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, you know,
3: just you know, you know, you came on my show and we, we kind of learned each other, and I was impressed with your with your your whole setup, and I want to just review a couple of things that we discussed because I think it's important, and that's because the brand that you're building and the the outlook, and you know, you you're one of these people who, you know, you know, like like myself, you know. You, you're going into the field that's not normal, and then it's very competitive, and there are no rules to how you achieve success. So what projects right. are you currently working on right now?
1: Well, you know, God has always shifting me in a lot of different directions. <laughs> you know, I, I might have an idea of where I think I'm going, but uh-huh. then he's always redirecting my steps. So. You know, I won this NAACP award a couple weeks ago. Yes, I saw it on social
3: media. Come on out, come on out there, looking good in front of the the step and repeat, so that was important.
1: I'm still floating, I'm still floating. You should, you you should. That was a very full circle moment for me after overseeing the Gospel Awards for the Grammys for the last 10 years and to win Best Gospel Album of the Year. Yeah, I just can't even tell you like what that means just for me personally. Okay, cool. I okay, mean, Now, you've know.
3: you, you kind of jumped a little bit. Now, you went from NAACP to overseeing mm-hmm. the gospel department at the, uh, the, the Grammys. At Grammys. So, explain a little bit because, like I said, you, you know your life, but the average listener or viewer don't know and that's why I wanted this show to say there are steps to success. So explain your participation in the Grammys, and then we're going to go all the way back to when you were just DJ Moon Baby out there just spinning the spinning the the the, the record. <laughs> right. So let's talk about I, your, your I, uh, Grammy experience.
1: I mean, you know, I spent the last decade of my life, and we talked about that a little bit last time mm-hmm. at the Grammy Awards. So I oversaw the mm-hmm. awards process, the entire thing, mm-hmm. for the gospel field. Right. So... Christian, CCM, traditional gospel, hip-hop, everything. And then I also oversaw television film. film. Right. So all the awards that were given out in those categories, I was responsible. So all the committees, every entry that came across for consideration was on my desk. So pretty much with the NAACP process, You know, I was entered in Best Mm -hmm. Gospel Album for the Mm -hmm. soundtrack, Greenleaf, that I produced for a second season of of Oprah's show. Mm -hmm. So all the people that I was nominated against, Tasha Cobbs, you know, Marvin Sapp, Travis Green, CeCe Winans, like the heavy hitters, like I had awarded them. Mm -hmm. The last 10 years, I had awarded all these people Mm -hmm. on the other end. Mm -hmm. So now I'm up against... All of them for consideration for this NAACP Now, how, does, award. how do they
3: vote? How does that voting happen? How do do you know? Can you reveal that? How they how they get nominated and then people vote on it? Correct.
1: Yeah, it was actually open to the public for the first time this wow. year with AT and T. So mm-hmm. this was a public decision, I believe. You know, there was obviously the private membership. NAACP voters, but you know, obviously the public votes they they loved Greenleaf and they loved the music and you know, the show was nominated as a drama, Best Supporting Actress, Lynn Whitfield Mm -hmm. so the show itself was nominated but the only thing that brought home that trophy was the music right so that was something very dear to me
4: wow yeah
1: that the music stood out and i mean to win best gospel album of the year it wasn't even best soundtrack you know which is what it was (laughs) A soundtrack Mm -hmm. won Mm -hmm. best gospel album so literally like to win that award means everything for me that's full circle and it's divine and it's god's doing and i just can't even say how he put a spotlight on me right now so uh, with that, that, with that
3: spotlight shining and I, not, you know, because you know, you just a you you know, you just a music content producer, supervisor on Greenleaf. Now, yep. let, let me ask you this. So, so, because I, I want to go back a little bit, because there's steps to getting to where you're at because I started looking at their entire bio, because we didn't even talk about the fact that you were a DJ, you did radio. How how does one, because I get these questions all the time for people who are producers. How do you start making these transitions or is it luck or being at the right place at the right time? How do you start making these transitions in life and, and obviously you're willing to keep going out on faith because of decisions you feel are better for your life by moving forward. How do you? How did you transition from being a, one of the popular DJs on the West Coast to doing what you're doing now?
1: Well, it's never luck. You know, I don't believe in luck. There I you do go. believe in coincidence. But, you, you know, at the end of the day, for me, you know, it was always a bigger plan and a bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not someone to so just see what's in front of me, whatever that I end up, you know, getting into, yes, I always see the big picture mm-hmm. of where that can lead me. So, you know, the DJ was the passion. It was the love. Music was just a part of me. Like, growing up, I was the kid on the back of the school bus that mm-hmm. everybody wanted to sit next to with the boombox. Like, so if I could think <laughs> back as far as I could go, I mean, the first record I ever played was Stevie Wonder Hotter in July on a Fisher Price in preschool. So I was DJ Moon before I ever knew I was a DJ. <laughs> you know, so I was always on this path in music, but I always loved the business end, and we talked about that before. So, mm-hmm. you know, I looked up to Sylvia Roan and Diddy and Kathy Hughes and all these moguls, and I've always seen myself in that place i've always seen myself going in that direction so you know the grammys that was strategic for me like when i went there it wasn't oh i just want to work for the grammys it's cute no i understood the magnitude of what that organization meant to the music business and the platform that it would give me if i engaged and became a part of that organization on the inside and as a member you know originally from the outside so everything i do is strategic But it also is God guiding my steps, and it is divine timing. I believe in timing. Timing is everything. You know, just because I foresee myself somewhere at a certain point by the time I'm 25 or 30, that does not always unfold exactly the way I see it. Right. But I continue to walk in my steps towards where I want to see myself. So it's very important, one, to envision where you see yourself, and two, to be able to execute and continue to walk closer to what that is and looks like for you. And that's why I'm right now, I'm still on this journey. Like, you know, Greenleaf was amazing, you know, and it was a great accomplishment. But there's so much more for me to do you know God has now redirected my steps again mm-hmm. now I'm producing a show co-producing a show with TMZ and BT, and you know I didn't even see that coming and that literally came the weekend that I was going to attend the NAACP award right And the following week I win the award now the next week I'm starting at TMZ so, wow. you know, you in, in a million years, I wouldn't have ever thought after watching that show almost every night like everybody else that right, I would right, right, be sitting right, there right, with Harvey right. Levin, you know. <laughs>
3: right? <laughs> but, so what is, know, show, okay, tell, what is this show? What is the show? What is the show?
1: So it's called Rack Rant. So Raquel Harper, who you see on the show, you know, the outspoken you right. know, mm-hmm. young lady on there, mm-hmm. she's basically getting a spin-off show, which will be a late-night show, 30 minutes. And it'll be celebrity entertainment. It's a really different produced format than TMZ itself. But it's her being herself, you know, talking to A-list celebrities on location. Mm -hmm. And pilot episode is Amber Rose Problem and, you know, a rapper up and coming money bag, yo. But we're shooting now until April. And I'm pretty much responsible for all talent that's gonna be booked on that show and a lot of the creative stuff okay happening.
3: cool so. okay we're about to go to the break but I, I want to just let you know that uh I want to continue this conversation I know we've talked about some things in the past but you know I'm in Atlanta now I'm a, I'm a whole new audience okay. I'm a, I'm introducing DJ Moon baby to a whole new audience your that's boy bigger now. I I'm a heart radio podcast I don't think I was on podcast back in the day when I had you you just came on because you just thought Rochan was cool.
5: We'll be right back.
2: (laughs) DJ Moon, baby, we'll be right back with her. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money-Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
6: Let me tell you about the host of Money-Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000-plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed.
0: Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit rashawnmcdonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host
3: of Money-Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your own city and leave in order to grow because a fish don't
7: get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish boat. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone, the one and only,
5: Charlie Wilson! So many people have really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for so many years, and I have been promising God that I would... (laughs) that <laughs> I would shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, and, um... Burn, brother. So, uh, there goes you know, my
3: baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them song. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts in little clubs. Thank you. Thank you. With, the, Thank with you. The trio.
1: Woo! So that I can touch you when I'm singing
3: with my hands. Thank you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be love loving nanny. Money-making conversations. Money Making Conversations is a show where I I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of success. On the phone right now, learning her secrets of success is my good friend. I'm going to call her my good friend because I follow her on social media. You know, I always always engage. I always give her hype. I give her love. I I try to give her motivation because she's a rising star. Angela M. Jolivet. DJ Moonbaby, hey, I like to call him. Yeah, that's my aka. I'm just telling you, so you, you, you know, I'm telling you so when I when when I, when I first interviewed you and you start talking about the Grammys and if you get locked into that little world, it, it almost comes across like you're conservative. You know, like you're just a you know a conservative. Then they I started, the, you know, corporate. Yes. There you go, corporate. That's the proper word, corporate. And so when I started following you and I started you seeing, I saw you it'd be in the interviewing uh, Snoop Dogg and all these different people. And you were Mm -hmm. doing, you you really engaged. Uh, Am I right or wrong that you engage a lot more in social media? And why is that? Why is that?
1: I mean, you know, I'm for the underdog. That's like my whole MO with doing business, period. Like, right. I love giving platforms to artists and, like, right. yourself, you know, right. rising stars, entrepreneurs. So my mm-hmm. eye is always on the pulse of what's going on. Like, I'm constantly looking for talent online. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important to me. Explain that, when you say, well, explain
3: that what you're saying. You say you're constantly looking for talent online because that's an end way. Could somebody go to your website or your, or your, or your social media page? How is that? Of living.
1: course, you could go to moonbabymedia.com and always reach out to me or on, on social. I'm at DJ Moonbaby everywhere, and of course, Angela Jolivet. You can Google me, but you know, for me, like I've had, you mm-hmm. know, my start obviously in the indie space. I knew what it was like on my road to success. Mm -hmm. To be in that position, wanting some visibility, you know, so i never forget that. I've always promised myself, like, no matter how far I go, I always want to still remain humble and know what it was like to be at this starting point. So I know what it's like, and I want to continue to help other people that I see the light in to rise if I can. If there's anything that I could do to push somebody forward, that's my whole MO. You know, that's what I'm about. Well, I want you, us to go together, you
3: well, know. You know, it's, it's really interesting because you used the word corporate because I kind of feel the more and more I talk to you that you had a plan, or you're a planner, or you're a person that goes about saying, you know, like you said, like you told me earlier, Rashawn, it's not luck. You know, you know, you you, you position yourself, and I, I I set goals, and this is where I want to be. And I hear that tone, and I just see this, I just see this young lady out there DJing, but DJing on a mission with a plan. That you, this was just a, a stepping stone. Your DJing a to get to. Where, stone. That, that yeah, was, I
1: mean, you know, for me, the thing is, Rashawn, like. I couldn't plan my life if I wanted to. You know, I'll be very honest with you because when I try to do it my way, he says do it another way. Right. You know, but it's about having a vision, (laughs) you know, having Uh a vision, period, and walking towards it. He will guide you where it is you need to go. You know, the plans that I saw right now, where I am right now, I didn't imagine it, where I am right now. Completely. You know, I thought I was going to be somewhere else, but you have to stay open. That's what I feel like. The main thing is never be closed-minded or think something has to happen this exact way because it's not always going to be that way. So you have to be, you know, agile and be able to move and be fluid because he's going to take you exactly where you want to go if you have that passion in your heart and desire to do something and you walk towards it. So I believe in doing that. That is how I live my life.
3: Now I want to talk about people who are afraid to change or people who are afraid to take that next step because you were, you know, Grammys recording academy is it's it's the best of the best you're at the top of your field you over it's television comfy. Huh? it's comfy it's comfy you
1: know but 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 you, you can know get but
3: comfortable it, it can get comfortable right but you but you said that guess what did you what 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 was running through your mind while you was comfy? While you was comfortable. while you were
1: I got to get out of here. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I got to go. Like I can't spend my whole life here like there's too much more for me to do. Right. Like I know I'm gifted, you know, in a humble way. I know he has put something inside of me right. to do something more, you know. And you Okay, what about the naysayers now?
3: You know the naysayers popping up on your shoulder, you know. I know what, what? I know, You know they what? The naysayers.
1: Huh? know?
3: I, I know because, you know, I was at IBM. I worked at IBM and I was a, a corporate exec, you know, and uh, had my degree in mathematics and I wanted to be a comedian. And so when I told oh, people wow. that I wanted to be a comedian, you know, they looked at me. First of all, they couldn't even under, they couldn't even fathom how I was going to get paid because their level of right. comedians were like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. You know, right. and they were looking at me going, you are nowhere near them fellow okay so Uh-oh. I don't even understand how you gonna get money when they're getting all the roles and so so when I when I say that I, I kind of got a little history about you know because you 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 were you know if you talk about music, the Grammys is the is, is top dog. You said everybody mm-hmm. in the country knows exactly where what you, what you work when you say Grammys. Right. You know, it's right. a major show on television. You know, when people get a Grammy, they put it on social media, put it on magazines. Everybody hold their Grammys and all that stuff because it's like top honor. It's the top honor. Right. And so, right. so here you are, you know. You know, you're running things now. Let's go on and put. Let's put it right. You're running the television and film division, and you're running all the gospel. So all the gospel stars know who you are. They know who mm-hmm. you are, and all mm-hmm. the producers know who you are. The labels yep. know who you are. So you got a lot of juice at this point. You know, you right. are wielding a position of power. And authority. Right. So how does in your mind say I got more to offer than it I I got more blessings I need to reach? How does right. uh, how do how did, how did you block out that fear factor that the direction that you may go may not be good for you?
1: Well you know, I want a Grammy, too. You know, I'm not just sitting there, you know, giving them out. There the you long go. goal here is go. to there receive one. <laughs> so in order to do that, you cannot work there. Uh-huh. And that is what God did for me. He told me it was time to go. Yes, ma'am. And it was literally a conflict of interest for me to stay there because I was now in line for a nomination for the Greenleaf soundtrack mm-hmm. in the category I used to oversee.
4: Right. And it was a
1: double conflict because it was gospel and television film so obviously i have a soundtrack and i have a gospel album wow so it was very clear at that point that this was his divine appointment to leave it. there And, um, you know, I didn't have to make the decision. He made it for me. And I tell you, that's the best feeling in the world because I didn't have this limbo in my heart of, should I give all this up? And it's funny you say that because my boss Uh came in my office before I left the Grammys a couple weeks before and sat there. And it keeps replaying in my head after I won the NAACP award Mm -hmm. six months after I left. Uh And he said to me, are you sure you want to give up all this? Right. And I hear that after I won that award, and I'm like, give up everything. And I wouldn't be standing here holding this now. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be where I am now receiving the accolades. Because when you're in that corporate environment, you obviously don't have the same platform as when you leave somewhere and do something on your own. You know, you're not able to you know, have that sort of interface, because you're under their brand, you know, you're under their CEO, and they're the the public figure, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not getting that same visibility. Mm -hmm. Even though I had all this power, and I'm this person overseeing and the gatekeeper of this category in this world, Mm -hmm. you know, you're still not getting that same visibility publicly as you would on your own. So... All I can tell you is it was the best thing that's happened to me. I'm very happy with the decision I made six months later. Here I am. <laughs> and I know 2018 is off to a phenomenal start. Come on and now. I can't Come, even now. Come what's on now, baby preacher. DJ, DJ Moon, way. baby.
3: Come on now. <laughs> You know, I'm happy. You, you're very happy, but could you just give somebody some advice? Somebody who's sitting on the edge, contemplating. You know, people telling them, "No, no, you're stupid. No, no, they don't make any sense." What advice would you give somebody who's hearing the negative, who's fearing change, who really this is what they want to do, but don't really see the the end results? That's what it really stops you, because you know when you go out there. On your own, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a check every day or the health insurance payment is going to be every 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 month. So right. what advice would you give somebody to just, just, just go for it? What advice?
1: I mean – I tell anyone, you know, obviously be very strategic if you make a move like this. You know, you people go. say, you know, you have to take a risk mm-hmm. and walk out on faith, but yes. God didn't tell you to be silly. You know, you still have to pay your bills if you have kids, you have a mortgage. You have so you have to be strategic when you make this move, you know, and you mm-hmm. have to plan for it. You know, in my case, like I said, it was very clear that he had created this room and opportunity after a decade of my life. Like I thought I was going to leave there sooner. I thought I was going to get in there four years, five years, and I was going to be on my way to the next plateau, you (laughs) know, but it took me a decade of my life. So everything is about timing Mm -hmm. and you just have to be prepared. Like I would never advise anybody like, oh, just quit your job and go try to do whatever necessarily without a plan in place. So it's about planning, vision, Faith and execution. So, if you are on the verge right now and you're over where you are and you feel like you can't take it anymore and it's time to walk out and say peace, like just make sure you have a plan in place, some sort of plan, and he will take care of you the rest of the way.
3: My friend, you're telling the truth. I'm so happy I got you back on the show. I'm so blessed that you are in a a situation, my relationship with you to hear that you have great things happening for you in the future on BET with TMZ. And, uh, Always let me know. I'm a fan. I want to keep motivating you. you. I want to keep motivating you to success because you deserve it. You have a life that I've lived for myself because I had to make that tough decision. I have and I have not looked back. Have there been bumpy roads? Yes. Have there been moments I thought I couldn't make it to the next day? Yes. But guess what, DJ Moon Baby, I'm a fan. You keep winning, okay? I'm a fan
1: of you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for keeping your word. You said you were going to have me back, so I appreciate you. And a lot has happened since we last talked, so
6: God bless you, brother. Bye-bye.
3: Rushan McDonald, I'm back. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of their success. My next guest is my man. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give out one title, but he's a true entrepreneur. And we're going to talk about a lot of things that he's doing out there, how he impacts people's lives and giving opportunities, how his business is really, I think, uh, create social change. Uh, my next guest is the vice chairman of Ebony Magazine. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Willard Jackson.
8: Thank you, Rushan. <laughs> my man. Thank you, sir. How you doing,
3: brother? I'm really, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, really, you know, I, I, you know, you, you know, the funny thing about me and you, you know, we, we, we we'll text each other. Ruchan already posted that. Hey, I, I posted that for you, Willa. I right, thank you. I, thank you for looking out for me, brother. Because that's the relationship <laughs> we have. Because of the fact that, you know, we like, you know, we hadn't, we didn't saw each other in probably about eight months. But the, yep. but, the, but the beauty of our relationship is that we keep supporting each other and keep be, being there for each other if we need something from a, from a motivational standpoint or from a, a social media post because we know that that's how this business works in its relationships.
8: Absolutely. And you know, Rushan you and I, man, we have been kindred spirits, brothers in the in the cause yes. from the first moment we met. <laughs> and uh you know, I love you like a brother. Yes. Sir. And you know, we're here to support each other, man. Mm-hmm. And, and uh I'm really, really happy to be on your
3: show this morning. Cool. I, I want to talk about, you know, the show, basically, the Money Making Conversation is it really an interesting show because of the fact that I really I, I really want to talk about, the, allow a person like you, a successful businessman, to explain to everyday people or entrepreneurs, some may be at your level, some might just be small, upstart businesses. How, what, it, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur?
8: You know, Rushan, it means, um... You know, one,
3: Mm -hmm.
8: taking, really taking responsibility and putting yourself in a situation where, for me, where I didn't have a glass ceiling over my head. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so for me, being an entrepreneur meant freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, freedom to be the person I wanted to be, freedom to go out and earn a living, Mm -hmm. you know, for myself. And being in a position to control my own destiny, Mm -hmm. and so for a lot of people, you know, entrepreneurism means different things. But for me, that's what it meant. Man, is being able to control my own destiny without a glass ceiling over my head.
3: Now, but that's now that's now. You talk like that. That's you talking very confidently. Now, now. Yeah, when you, when you when you jumped out there, a lot of uncertainty was it was 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 out there. Do you are yeah. you still uncertain like that? Do you still have levels of doubt, or what keeps you motivated? Because I remember one day we were sit down eating lunch. You said, Rashawn, I just love buying businesses. I just love buying stuff. I <laughs> I love investing, and it was like a genuine." Yeah thrill in your voice, you know, and he yeah. was like, this excites me. That, 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 it's like like a new brand of exploration for you from an entrepreneurship standpoint because the fact that you're not satisfied and you're willing to diversify your portfolio, which is even more crazy in the sense that <laughs> most people, you know, you know, they stay in their lane, you know. I'm talking about stay yeah. in their lane. They go, I know this, that I'm happy with this, I'm making a lot of money doing this, but you, my friend, diversify. Why is that or that just keeps you motivated?
8: Well, it's 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 a it's a lot of things. One, uh-huh. Rushan, I first of all, uh-huh. you know, I started my first business my senior year in college. There you okay? go. Okay. Mhm. And and it goes all the way back to you know the lessons that my grandfather taught me, man. When I was a young kid,
4: mm-hmm.
8: he said, "Son, go to college, get a business degree to put in use for yourself." <laughs> and and my grandfather was an entrepreneur his entire life, mm-hmm. and so I grew up looking at and seeing that, right. you know. So when I went to college, man, it was. The only option I had was to start my own business. Right, so right. at that point, Roushon, I'm going to tell you, the biggest hurdle I had to overcome mm-hmm. was the fear of jumping out there and trying to do it. And, and so it took me a while to really overcome my fears. And once I put together the plan of action, mm-hmm. I targeted the, the business opportunity that right. I wanted to go after, and I overcame those those fears Man, I just jumped out there, and and from there it's been a faith walk. Now and the, uh, now
3: that word fear, now that pops up a lot, in the, and 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 I use it in my tone too when I when I'm talking about people because I've tell them that fear, and fear is a good thing too because. Fear means you're about to do something different. You're about to challenge your life. So don't look yeah. at fear as a negative word because fear slides you into another category because a lot of people are going to work every day because of the fact that they are unhappy and they fear change. They fear the unknown. And you that's what, yeah. you, and that's what you're saying. You're saying, Rashawn, there are no guarantees. And that's what t- has a general tendency to stop you is that, wow, I'm going to stay at this job because guess what? If I leave... What if that job closed? You know, people just start putting up roadblocks. They just put up roadblocks yeah, to their success. So, so how did you, young guy? Because people are listening as an entrepreneur. How did you overcome those fears or those the, or the, which are usually tied to change? How did you overcome those?
8: Well, like I said, I really man. I started really reading a lot of motivational type okay. books okay. when I was in college. Right. And I started buying into the notion that, you know, you have to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. And once you have a plan of action, you know, I, I develop a conviction
4: mm-hmm. that,
8: hey, failing is not an option. Right, right. This was going to be the path that I was going to take in my life. Mm-hmm. And whatever the consequences, whatever the successes, whatever the failure, whatever, I was willing to accept that. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, you know, I jumped out there. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting, and, and going back to your earlier question, and once I jumped into business, yes, sir. you know, I I ended up having some really good mentors, mm. man, that really helped me along the way mm-hmm. to overcome different issues in business. And I give you an example. Right. I, my college roommate, his dad owned hospitals, mm-hmm. and so coming out, you know, I grew up in Denton, Texas, you know, small town. I'd mm-hmm. never really been exposed to, you know, these level of business people. When I got to Houston, mm-hmm. and so I didn't even know you could own a hospital, and <laughs> not only yeah. did I not know you could own the hospital. I thought you had to be a doctor to be to own a hospital. Mm-hmm. So, But my roommate's dad, he said, listen, Willard, you don't have to be a doctor to own a hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a businessman, and so he hired doctors, and they took care of that part. He was the business guy to make sure they had the resources to do what they do mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. Well, Roushon, that freed me up, my man. And to the point where I started casting a wider net, okay. looking at for opportunities, you, you say, know, yeah. on a broader basis. And so that allowed me to go into all kinds of different opportunities. Wow. Yes. Once and you so realize it, that
3: you don't have to be an expert, hire the expert.
8: Yes, sir. Hire the expert. So as a result, as a business guy... You know, I've owned trucking companies. I've owned staffing companies. Okay, let's stop I've at that owned... staffing
3: company because I want to talk about that because yes. because that to me is a game changer. And so many people are, are especially people who are coming out of college. I remember when I came out of college. You know, I would I, I worked for temporary employment agencies, which is which is uh, your staffing type companies, correct? Yes, he, he and, uh, and my 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 younger brother called me. His son graduated from college in D.C. He said, "Rashawn, he's having trouble trying to get a job." I said, "Look, he needs to go to a staffing company." I said, "This yeah. gives him an entryway into a job, and basically, if they like you, well, sometimes they'll hire you full time, because uh, now I I said a, a lot of people are missing the boat. I'm talking about young people and even adults." who are out there trying to look at these full-time jobs are missing the boat on the advantages that these staffing companies can offer to them. Can you expound on that?
8: You're exactly right. And and, and what people don't realize and what I try to promote out there is so we're in staffing. And yes, sir. so we do, we do contract staffing in the area of light industrial. We do um, IT professionals, you know, clerical, administrative, accounting—all mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of those different disciplines. What we, what you'll find, Rushan, especially with the Fortune One Thousand companies, mm-hmm. the big companies, mm-hmm. the best entry way to get into those companies <laughs> is through a staffing <laughs> yes.
3: company. Yes, yes.
8: Because what they'll do, they'll contract a a person from a company like us. Mm-hmm. They will then have the opportunity to check them out for six months or however long on mm-hmm. an assignment. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are really excelling, the ones that they really like, they'll then hire them full time. And so they get that chance to really you know, vet people out before they bring them on and put them on their payroll, give them all those benefits and all those kind of things. So, the number one gateway into corporate America, I would suggest to you, is through working with a staffing company. Thank you. Because they control those initial opportunities. With most of these major companies,
3: and I tell people that all the time because because first of all, when you go through a staffing company, I'm talking about a major corporation, you don't have to worry about yeah. unemployment issues. They don't have to worry about health benefit issues. All that is very, and it's been going on for years, you know, years. And a lot of people missed yes, the boat because of the fact that. And I and I I, I, I applaud you not only for the, having this type of company because you affect people's lives in a positive manner because if people yeah. understand the system that you created through your staffing companies that, look, if you're having trouble trying to get a job, come to me. I could probably, that same company that you probably having difficulty getting an application, I could probably get you on in a temporary hire situation. You go over there, blow the doors off of them, 90 days or however that little cycle period is, they could offer you, it could transition you into the company
8: right into the car. that's Kate, hey, that, that's that's really the avenue to get in there and if you look at most corporate america mm-hmm. they have what's called a contingency workforce well yes, that's, sir. The, that's that's us that's the contract employees that they have okay right. mm-hmm. more and more con- more and more corporations are expanding to if they look at their workforce, mm-hmm. you can look at a, any one of these companies' workforce they 'll have thirty to forty percent of their entire workforce as contingent labor. Mm which are staffing, you know, coming from, these are employees that are actually on staffing companies payroll. Right. Providing all of this different, you know, these different, uh, filling these different positions. I love it. I love it.
3: I love it. it. And and more people should understand that that opportunity is available. We're going to be right back. Uh, We haven't even mentioned Ebony Jet yet, and that's why, you know, I brought you on the show as well, but I wanted people to understand the full scope of Willa
2: Jackson. (laughs) We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money-Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
6: Money-Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action.
0: Hey, this is Tasha Evans and I love to eat at great restaurants and more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, worker. Worker or relative spread the word today visit hi this is Rushan McDonald the host of money-making
3: conversation you say to yourself who calls Rushan shell Ricky Smiley! you got to get out of your own sitting and leave in order to grow because a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only
5: Charlie Wilson. So many people have really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for so many years and I have been promising God that I would that I would shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I, I said, you know, I, and, um... Burn,
1: brother. So, uh, there goes know. my
3: baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them <laughs> songs. Come on, brother. Miss
1: Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Concerts in little clubs. With Thank the, you. With Thank the, you. trio. Woo! So that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands.
3: Thank you. <laughs> See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be busy, loving Money-making conversation. I'm back. Rashawn McDonald, Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities, and you learn the secrets of their success and hard work. On the phone right now is the Vice Chairman of Ebony Magazine, the uh, diverse, the versatile. Uh, I'm gonna do it if you give me a shot. Willard Jackson. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, I, I I love I love communicating with you, and I and this show is based on being able to hear the insides, the values, what pushes individuals like you, because the fact there's sure. not enough shows out there like this. And I think I'm a rather unique format. And when I got you, when you when I, I you know I did a text over to Will, I said, Willard, would will you do my show? He said, Rishon, stop, stop.
5: Yeah. Man, come on. <laughs> come on, i do
3: show. Come on, stop. When you want me to do the show? And he did, did all the stuff himself. You know, he, he didn't send it to his assistant. He did it all himself. So uh, let's talk about that crowning jewel that's sitting out there called Ebony and Jet Magazine. And before we talk about that, I want to let you know I voted in the HBCU College Queens. There you go. Which is which is the which is another iconic brand. So let's talk about the HBCU College Queens, which if any African American, any person who's any last forty years, you open that magazine up to see who won, and how has the social media or the email system or the digital world changed it, and what what is the future of that of that platform with, under your vision?
8: Well, as you know, I mean, Ebony has always had some. Basic iconic yes, sir. components yes, sir. to the magazine mm-hmm. that everybody knows about. Wow! I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about Jet magazine; everybody talk about the beauty of the week. <laughs> you know. Yes, sir. You talk about Ebony. Every year, Ebony has always highlighted the, the the queens on these historically black colleges. Okay, that is part of the you know the. the Fabric of e- ebony, right. and so what we're doing now is just taking that and expanded it in a, in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. We're doing that now through social media, mm-hmm. through digital. We now have corporate partners mm. who are co-sponsoring mm-hmm. those young ladies, mm. and so what is going on now is that once it's narrowed down through the voting, national voting where we're getting close to three million people voting. Wow. The the, the top ten young ladies are then taken to Disney. Okay. So in Disney, Disney Orlando only, in Orlando or Los Angeles? Yeah, in Orlando. Wow. And man, they are they it's laid out for them. They get to spend three days doing photo shoots and video shoots and they get to explore the Disneyland. We then bring in a young ladies who these queens get the mentor and their mothers are there, and so it's it's become a really expanded, uh, robust program that's more than just having these young ladies pictures in the in the magazine.
3: Okay, let me get this. Let me get this because I didn't know all this. You know, I just voted. You know, what I'm saying I just voted. You know, you, you can vote as many times as you want. It's a beautiful setup. You know, and so yeah. you're telling me now you have corporate sponsors tied to it. And, and also, is narrowed down to 10 ladies with the most votes, and then they're brought to Orlando, Florida. And Orlando, Florida, it's kind of like a camp where they're mentored, yeah. uh, future young executives of America. You kind of like creating here and creating business relationships and just social relationships, and, they, and their moms are there. So it's really a, a really a unique situation.
8: It, it is a unique situation. It's a great um, exposure for these young ladies. I right. mean, man, they love it, um, and um, and it's a lot of fun. Well, that's key. And that, that's so,
3: key. That's key. Yes, that's key. Yes. I, I love it because of the fact that you know, in its own subtle way, Essence has always uh, championed uh, African American female beauty of all colors. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And sometimes we 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 miss. You know, we gotta give you credit there we got to give Ebony credit for that, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. you've been the true champion, you know, and I'm talking about at HBCU schools where sometimes they get, you know, once, once uh, so-called discrimination ended and segregation ended, you know, we start going to all these different colleges, you know, HBCUs kind of got left on the back burner. But you guys never left. You've always supported that brand, always supported that level of understanding, and now you're telling me you've taken it to another level.
8: We've taken it to another level as well as, You know, Ebony's dedication to HBCUs runs really, really deep, Mm -hmm. Sean, Mm -hmm. and in fact, um, and it's been that way as long as, you know, even beyond before they started highlighting the the HBCU queen.
3: Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And
8: so, Ebony, you know, we have a a senior-level person on Ebony's staff that does nothing but interact with every HBCU in the country. Congratulations. And so she creates, you know, we have ambassadorships and we have all kinds of different activations that we do in reference to supporting our HBCUs. So that's a staple of Ebony that will always continue and grow.
3: Okay, now let's slide over to, because to, you can, now, you can now, now Ebony still comes in print form, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. okay, let's slide over to jet magazine. What is the future of jet magazine what What's happening with that magazine that that digital so, publication?
8: Yeah, so what we've doing with jet is we we've, we've we've repurposed jet yes sir where it's going to be a prim- primarily a digital uh, platform, mm-hmm. but we will still do some print.
4: And yes, sir. the print
8: that we'll do will be in the form of special editions, maybe once a quarter on right. newsstand Very smart. Very smart. a newsstand only. Mm-hmm. But the repurposing of Jet is to focus one hundred percent on the millennial audience.
3: Okay? <laughs> ah yes, yes, yes.
8: And Eighteen to so, thirty four. Eighteen to thirty four. Yep. And we're gonna give shine to these young folks, these mm-hmm. young African American influencers, uh, who are normally not, you know, don't there's not really platforms out there to really show them in a different light, in a very positive light. And, uh, and so we'll be doing activations around the country for these young folks. Mm-hmm. We'll be highlighting them on the digital. We'll be pulling in a lot of these uh, influencers and, and really spotlighting them so everybody will know who they are.
3: It's interesting, you know, Willard, I got to just share this with you. A press release is going to go out tomorrow. Uh, where yeah. where that eighteen to thirty four generation really is the entrepreneurship generation, and I haven't be I am becoming the Uncle Rushon to that generation, and sure. my show, Money Making Conversation is going to be syndicated to HBCU schools. Wow! And so I'm just letting you know we'll we'll we are we know this is, this is just relationship. So know that. Press release coming out tomorrow. You read it. Everybody around the country gonna read this, and so I'm just let you know that you're hitting a couple of areas. That's coming that's right in my path, that's right in my direction. Because I know that who I am and who what I represent, that millennial direction, millennial generation need that direction of entrepreneurship. Who can they focus on? Because my resume speaks for itself. I am the truth. Absolutely. And no because doubt of that, about that and because of that and hear what you're saying and the direction you're going, know that my 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 doors are open, my friend. My doors are open. I'm going right in the heart of HBCU schools. I'm going to be that voice. Uh, they're coming to me. They want to hear the truth. They want to understand that there's. They need direction. And guess what? I'm comfortable with delivering that message. And what you're saying about your whole focus, saying that Ebony has always had to, at the core has been HBCU schools. Hey man, let's 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 start shaking some hands and start doing some big things together, brother.
8: Absolutely. And you know, we over here at Ebony love you, Roshan. Thank you, man. I mean. You know, you part of our family over Mm -hmm. here and always. tell Michael hi and tell Keith
3: hi, okay? (laughs) Exactly. Not just Linda. Linda, Not not just Linda, Linda, but tell
8: Michael, my boy,
3: Austin and Keith in Houston (laughs) (laughs) hi.
8: Yeah, because people that don't know, man, I have my business partners are Michael Gibson. Yes, sir. And Linda Johnson Rice.
3: Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And
8: then our fourth person on our board is Keith Smith. Mm -hmm. And, man what a great group we work great together we have, you know we have a lot of vision for this brand Linda Johnson's Rice is still our CEO. Absolutely. Who, congratulations, I mean, you know. So yeah, it's fantastic, man. It's a lot of fun. Well, you know,
3: it, it's really cool hearing. Uh, you know, like I said, when I when I brought you on the show, I didn't want to just talk about that significant brand, that very significant brand in your life. I just wanted people to hear a little bit of your story. And believe me, y'all, it's a lot more to tell because I haven't even got into the CVG Investment Group, which you kind of yeah. like talked about, which which gets all these the the, the, the Starlight. A transportation company in Washington, uh, all yeah. all these things and how big the staffing is around the country because of the fact that you are changing lives, my man, and congratulations and don't you stop, Willard. And I, I know I'm just telling you that for hype reason because I know you're not going to stop, but don't you stop, my friend.
8: <laughs> man, I take that to heart, man. It means a lot for you to say that. And I can't—I guarantee you, we're not stopping over here, bro. Uh. <laughs>
3: well, you stay strong, man. It. Tell Linda I say hi. Yep. Tell Michael Gibson I, I say hi. Tell my boy Keith I and I, I say hi. Because, guys, I you guys will. are winners. And, and stay blessed. If you ever need me, man, I'm there for you on social, definitely on this radio show.
2: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
3: And my next guest is on the phone. He's been there for a while, so let me introduce him because he loves to talk just like I love to interview. My next guest is Compton, California raised, Ivy League educated, former NFL All-Pro, and you can see him on TV every day on ESPN. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, one of my favorites, Marcellus Wiley.
5: <laughs> What's up, brother? How's it going? I'm,
3: I'm doing Wiley. Man, I, I've been following your career not only as a because you know your story. I'm a sports guy. I'm not a I'm not one of these guys who uh who who's impassioned by a team. See, I, I stopped doing that team that team stuff a long time ago because I got tired of being mad on Sundays. You know, when your team, <laughs> right. you know, you know, you know, I, I'm tell you where I'm from I'm from Houston, Texas. So it's a lot of sadness when it comes to football in Houston. Okay. You know, oh, that, that infamous comeback by Buffalo Bills when Warren Moon was quarterback in that big lead. And, brother, yep. I used to look at my TV set, man, and I have a hole in my chest emotionally. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I said, I don't play football. I don't own no team. I don't even buy a ticket to the game. You need to stop all this madness. Stop all this. Caring. Well,
7: imagine how we felt when we on the field and we had to feel those defeats. So I understand your pain, but there trust me, the pain runs deeper over here. There you go. But when,
3: I, when I look at your career, man, because it always stood out was that you know was when you when you went to, when you made the decision to go to Columbia. Okay, you went from you went from the West Coast to the East Coast. Okay. Yes. And then, yes. but they made a big deal about it, and I want to know it is a big deal, but but but. Because you know it's like you know like Compton is such a bad place that people are not supposed to come out of. Because I'm from Fifth Ward, Texas, which is similar to Compton. And mm-hmm. now th- does that does that annoy you a little bit when people seem like this like you you would like somebody extra special that you unusual to pop out of Compton and be able to go to Columbia?
7: Well, it does in the sense that they don't understand and respect the greatness within. Compton, Fifth Ward, Texas, or any circumstance that faces adversity. Mm-hmm. So it's disturbing when people want to make a blanket statement yes, sir. like you really are one in a million. When you're not, um, there are a lot of kids there that were successful in their own rights. Maybe not in NFL ways or media ways, but I know VPs, I know CEOs from Compton. I know kids that took the right course when it came to their education and their careers. However there are a lot of kids that are fork in the road kids and mm-hmm. i call myself a fork there and you roll go kid. i'm with and you and i came i came to an intersection and it was a responsibility more so than i was ordained or i was god sent it was just a responsibility to my family mm-hmm. and deeper to my community that i had to be an example so yeah, at times uh, my inner desires were to just go to the football factory school, mm-hmm. be a typical football player, mm-hmm. and live out that story that we've heard a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be unique to do what I did, which is prioritize academics, still play ball, and still have an opportunity to go <laughs> to the league. And it was the best of both worlds,
3: brother. It was awesome because I feel that you're absolutely right, You know, coming from a fifth ward, And which is very similar to Compton, California. You know, you do have those fork in the roads. There are friends of mine who took the wrong fork, and um, and guess what? They still in the hood. I saw some the other day, man. I was like, wow. Okay, we the same age. You got to be kidding me. You know, because Mm -hmm. because that lifestyle will beat you up. It will take its toll on you because there are no options. there are no uplifting sides of it. And when I look at your story and I read about your story, you are a story because similar to yours, I came out of there. My degree is in mathematics. I went to work for IBM. Those those will always stay on my resume. Just like Columbia will always stay on your resume. And when you walk in a room, that's your that's your badge right there, brother. And that's your badge to be able to tell anybody, African American or anybody, who wants to hear your story that you can do it. Don't let nobody stop you. Don't let nobody stop you.
7: Preach, man. You know what? Like, growing up, I saw the gangs. I saw the drugs, the poverty. But the most disturbing thing wasn't those things. Mm -hmm. It was the low ambition. It was the people that were setting their goals too low. They had jobs, not careers. And when I got into the mindset that, I wanted to design my life Mm -hmm. that came with a responsibility and that came with a discipline that I had to listen to or else I knew I wouldn't be on track. So, You get to the NFL, you get to ESPN, and everyone thinks, oh, wow, man, you're just this special individual. And look, I'm going to be humble about it and say,
4: (laughs) yeah, I understand I worked
7: for it. But let's be real. I recognize that greatness in so many people, but you have to stay disciplined. You have to know yourself and identity, and you have to take time to design your plan. When you talk about peer pressure, when you talk about your circumstances dictate who you are, that's the person who is not taking the proper time to design their life so they're getting caught up in the mess.
3: When I, when I say that, because, you know, we're going to be friends. I'm going to just tell you right now, Marcellus, because we are, <laughs> right. uh, I, I already be this the first time we talk because your life is so similar. I'm older than you, but your life is so similar to mine. And I definitely I always tell people, you know, People that are younger like you, you gotta walk where I walk, okay. And you <laughs> might want to listen mm-hmm. to me because some of the places I step, you really don't want to step, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and I denied myself, you know. I didn't. I, I don't. And I just say this to anybody. I don't nothing because it's wrong. I don't drink. I don't smoke. And I, because mm-hmm. I, because I had to, I, I felt I had to set an example for my friends, you know, because they were super parties. you know. Ooh, yeah, and they did some other things. <laughs> we're not gonna stay on the radio. I would go. Are right, you kidding right, me? Clean. Are you kidding me? Okay. Mm-hmm. And now they're. You know, they own state farms, they own their they're they're, they're all state, they're executives. And I always believed because I held the course of who I was and, and didn't party crazy party like everybody else you know that they got up when i was supposed to get up and show them examples of it and that was you know i i I had friends who was doing crack right in front of me before crack was crack Mm. you know what i'm saying you know it was Mm. was free basing right in front of me you know and i'm not bragging about that but i but i couldn't tell them i couldn't tell them to stop you know who was i i was the same age they were you know but i knew that if i dove into that same pool of water then we're always going to lose. And I felt that because I held true to who I am. And the reason I bring that up about you because, you know, you went from Compton, then you're in Columbia. A new set of rules out there. A new set of rules, a new set of disciplines, a new set of, hey, this is how we want to get it done Well, you could do it another different way. What kept you focused, man? What kept you – I know you said, Rashawn, you know, I didn't want to let anybody down. What standards did you put in place for yourself to keep winning?
7: Yeah, I mean, I knew going to Columbia would be life-changing, life-altering, just because it would change the perception people had of me. Just like I grew up with this perception that since I was from Compton, uh, I had to be this gangster or I had to be an entertainer or athlete. The only way to get out the hood were those Limited vehicles. I knew that that wasn't the reality, but do, that was. Do the you preceptive. know Snoop
3: Dogg? Do you know? Snoop... <laughs> I'm
7: right, right. in New York, and every single person come up to me. Hey,
5: who's Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? And those your homies? Y'all hang out? And I'm like, okay, I get
7: this. So I knew the day that was this a would good day. The
5: day was a good day. <laughs> it was
7: a good day, brother. So when I knew I could combine my athletic talents with the stamp of being an Ivy League educated player. That would change the game because I could walk into a room right now yes, and immediately demand respect, right. and you would give me the respect of my intelligence. And it's just the same thing. If you see a guy walk, walk uh, down the street and you're like, man, that dude's in the rose race, the first thing you think is something's going right in his life, right? Right, 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 so right. If I walk, If I walk around and say, hey, where would you graduate from? Columbia. They're going to immediately say, Something is smart about this brother right here, and that's where I wanted to go. I don't want to have to go through hurdles and hoops to prove to you my intelligence. I wanted something to deliver to you instantaneously, and Columbia did that for me.
3: And that's the beauty of you because, you know, and it's and, and, uh, it's really interesting because you know, I've watched you on TV, and I could tell there's this highly educated guy, you know, who's, who knows the roles of corporate lifestyle, you know, Ivy League trade. But then it's this yeah. street guy. It's this street guy. You know, can walk and know what street not to walk on. Know what time of night it is, because a lot of people don't know. That's why they get robbed. They don't know what time of night it is, and <laughs> and, and that that's a mentality that I think helps you. And and, and 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 when I'm listening to you convey what you do in sports, it's very natural to me when I hear you talk. Oh,
7: appreciate it, brother. I appreciate. It. It's a balancing up, man. As you said, I I I am street smart. I grew up in it. Uh, that's just my surroundings. Yes, sir. And I extracted from that exactly what I needed, the toughness, uh, the work ethic, the discipline, because you can't show me rougher circumstances that I've already lived through. Thank you. So when I get into the real world, I laugh when they say, oh, can you do some extra filming, some extra time? (laughs) Can you do another interview? I'm like, dude, do you understand what I've been through before? Yes, sir. So I'm not phased by this, but there is a game within the game, and more people need to understand that when you talk about how to work in corporate America and to get around the political warfare. There's a game within the game, and those are the critical lessons that more youngsters need to learn because that's the difference between being a good professional and then being at the top of your profession.
3: We're going to be right back with more with Marcellus. Hey, man, you got a book coming out. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your entrepreneurship and also want to talk more about ESPN because I'm seeing you on a lot of different shows now, brother.
2: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
6: Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. Eighty percent of his seven hundred thousand plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed.
0: Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn
3: McDonald, the host of Money-Making Conversation. You say to yourself, who calls Rushon Shell?
7: Ricky Smiley! You got to get out of your
3: own city and leave in order to grow because
7: a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger
3: when you put it in a pond. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone, the one and only,
5: Charlie Wilson! So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right. so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, I, and... Um, Burn, so, brother. There goes my <laughs>
3: baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them songs. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing?
1: Concerts in little clubs. With the Thank script, you. With Thank with you. trio. Woo! <laughs> so that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands. Thank
3: you. See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Be easy, lover nanny. Money-making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money, Money Making Conversations. My guest, uh, you see him every day. Sports Nation is on ESPN at 1230 Pacific Standard Time and at 330 Eastern Standard Time. He has a radio show that I actually listen to when I come to L.A. It's on 710. Uh, it's great. It's uh, It's weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. You know, it's a guy. I, I, when I say guy, I I, I, I feel is relatable because of the fact that when I, when I look at an individual like Marcellus, you know, what he's preaching on a regular basis, when I hear him talk, when I read things about him, is that you can be successful if you want to be successful. And he doesn't put himself into a special box. He saw an opportunity given to him, and he took advantage of it. And, he, and, I, and when I hear him talk, it always that's the driving force that keeps going with you and your voice is that take advantage of the opportunity that's given to you. Is that correct?
7: That is absolutely correct, man. Uh, I got a chance to be a professional athlete, which is many a kid's dream, especially where I'm from. And through my experiences, I think one of the lasting values that I gained from my experience of being a pro athlete is how fickle it is, how fickle (laughs) the game is, and how short the game is. And it's a microcosm of life. Uh, You get that finite shelf life. You're only there for a decade or so if you're blessed. And if you're just average, you're only there for three years. And you realize how vulnerable you are, no matter how talented you are. Think about that in real life. Mm -hmm. You're in Six pack. You got a six pack. You eat right. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You got muscles popping out of everywhere. You run on that field, and you are ready to dominate, Rashawn. You are ready to dominate. It's your time. Uh-huh. You're a Pro Bowl player. You're the man. You want championships, MVPs, and in one play, yeah,
4: wow. it's over. Wow.
7: One play, ah, it wow. can be different for the rest of your life. And when I learned that from playing ball and in my upbringing. Brother, it's not a day that goes by that I not only appreciate it, but I also try to determine my fate by my discipline and my work ethic. People just got to get on the board with that, and things will turn out a lot better. For me.
3: It's a couple of online programs that you're involved in that I want to bring up. One of them is with the Columbia University School of Professional Studies. What exactly is that? Were you the spokesperson, not only a spokesperson, but one of the partners?
7: Yeah, exactly. It's called Cubed Education and the Columbia program is unique Mm and it's the only ivy league school that's helping the global sports industry world so so many kids walk up to me hey man i want to play ball hey man i want to play basketball football i get it but you understand the opportunities that surround that orbit the playing field not just being a player but being an executive being a part of the media being any part and of the antennas of the game so we're giving them opportunities to see what they can do to be a part of this ecosystem without necessarily being a player and it's been tremendous because kids just want to be exposed to opportunities because their passion is in sports Mm -hmm. but maybe they are not the performer for sports, but they can still be a part of that culture and a part of that environment. So it's been tremendous.
3: And it's tremendous when I look at you, like, during, during the season, you know, everybody knows you for Sports Nation, you know, and off the yes. time when you, you, I've seen you, you're hosting the show a lot now, which is fantastic. Yes. Congratulations. And then I started seeing Great. you pop up on at halftime on Monday Night Football. So, yes. Okay, more more FaceTime for my man. More FaceTime for my right. man. You know, right. be, because the goal is, man, to be the best in your field. And then also to dump that I'm just a football player. I can talk about anything mentality. Is that is that a brand? That, is, that, is that the goal to be an entertainer, to be a personality? What is the goal when I look at Marcellus Wiley's brand? What's your goal?
7: Yeah, it, it, it's great that you're taking notice of that because,
3: that's what I'm supposed to do, baby. You're a rising star. You're a rising star.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I I love it, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. it because it, it's funny. I got to ESPN in 2007, right after I retired. Mm-hmm. And at first, they they once again, here I go. I'm back in Compton. Mm-hmm. I'm even at ESPN. They got me in a box. Right. I right. got to do NFL. Mm-hmm. Only NFL. Mm-hmm. Like NFL Live. NFL Live. I'm like, okay. Y'all know that, one, football's not even my favorite sport. It was just a sport I could play the best. Uh, It's not my favorite sport. And, two, let me – I'm a person. Like, I I, I have more interest in just football.
8: Absolutely. two
7: weeks into that gig, my my boss came to me and said, man, you ain't going to be on this show long, and that's a good thing because your personality and your outlook, we're not going to limit that. And that's how that transitioned into, like, Force Nation, now more hosting, and then more opportunities are being presented weekly it seems like so and that's yeah, good it, it, and i'm going tell you somewhere.
3: something man and they missing the boat with you marcellus because in front of a live audience you're a beast man you're a beast brother <laughs> people gravitate because you, you're a natural entertainer you know you're a natural entertainer and that's a blessing man that's a blessing skill to have and when i see you diversifying yourself i know what you're trying to do and i'm going like you know when it, when it that's that's the purpose of money making conversations man the purpose of this show is to take a guy like you and let everybody see other sides of it, the business side, the entertainment side, and realize that the the lifestyle that you live, realize that you're fighting to be successful every day. And a lot of people just assume success just comes your way, and that's not true. And that's that, and that's not fair to nope. what you do every day. Like you said, man, you go out there, you pumped up, you running a four three forty, you ready to sprint <laughs> out on that field. You could trip over a grass blade and bam, you know turn yep. your ACL. Because it happened to my daughter. You know she was a tennis pro. You know out there want to be the next Serena. You know a week before Christmas, week before Thanksgiving tore ACL, changed her whole life. Changed the whole yeah, way she man. thought about this process, but she didn't lose her brain. And that's what you're trying to get out to the kids who are walking up, even young adults who are walking up to you there. You have more options using your brains than using your muscles.
7: Say it, brother. I mean, to prioritize academics like I did. Uh, and it, look, it, it sounds great now, looking back on it, right. but <laughs> in the moment, let's talk about in the moment, brother, when you got all these major schools coming after you and every single one of my friends is coming to me and saying, You're going to Columbia, dog, you're not gonna make it to the NFL that's the worst (laughs) football team in the world. They don't get any coverage, any exposure and my peer pressure was a negative peer pressure. Yes. No one wanted me to prioritize my books and my brain. Right. But I went against the grain, and thankfully I did, man. And it worked out for the best. But yeah, in the moment, oh, that was an uphill climb.
3: Now tell me about this book that you're gonna have coming out this fall. Because guess what, you're not going anywhere, Mr. Wiley. I am say Mr. Wiley, because I'm be promoting that book <laughs> when it comes out. Tell us about that book, man. We want to hear about it. What's what, what? What will it entail?
7: Yeah, the book. Uh, we're still kicking around titles, but it's going to entail the journey. And the journey is about the essence of who you are and how you can never let that spirit die. You can never shut that up. You can never be put into that box. And I'm just going to tell people through the experiences of how not to get boxed in. And and the biggest enemy, like everyone always talks about this world in terms of circumstance mm-hmm. and the crowd you hang around with and all this adversity surrounding you. But I heard this and changed my life when I was young by Mark Twain, that life is a competition between you and yourself. And when I heard that, I said, you know what? It's on me, and if it's not going to happen, it's because of me. Mm -hmm. And when you take that type of responsibility, things start to open up to you because you understand every single moment for its importance. So my book is about taking you through that experience and inspiring people to get the greatest out of themselves. And my journey from Compton to Columbia to NFL to ESPN is a unique journey. Yes, but sir. I want to show you how your experiences can make you be as special as you want to be.
3: I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Wiley. You know, I've, I've taken three books with Steve Harvey to number one bestsellers. Nice. I've sold nice. – Marketing and branded so over six million books sold worldwide, translated in thirty different languages. So when I tell you I'm a fan, and when I tell you trying to figure out this title, when I tell you you ready to go put this book on the shelf, you come back to me, my brother, because I'm a friend. Rich, okay, risk
7: I am here, Rashad. I'll back <laughs> to you, brother. It's it more than likely it's going to be football season. We're going to be talking football. We're going to talk
3: this book. I look forward to it. Oh, here's the deal, man. And I, I just got to say this. The Super Bowl was yesterday. That wasn't important to me. What was important to me was to get your story told on my show to everybody on I Heart Radio podcast, to everybody in the city of Atlanta, and everybody on my Money Making Conversation Facebook page, because you are the, a very amazing guy, man. Keep winning. And folks, you can catch this brother every day, 3 30 Eastern Standard Time on Sports Nation. And guess what? He may pop up elsewhere. You keep winning, brother. <laughs> I
7: love it, man. You keep winning, you too, man. For, uh, keep uh, it going, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All
3: righty. Money Making Conversations. Got my man, Charlie Ward, coming up. Charlie Ward? You say, Charlie Ward? Yeah.
2: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making conversation.
6: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
7: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product right. or start selling products... The universe doesn't have to deal with
6: you. Money-Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
7: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money, (laughs) excuse me.
6: Let me tell you about the host of Money-Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic former IBM executive and has a degree in mathematics more importantly Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed
3: come on now home stretch now y'all this is Rashawn McDonald host of money-making conversation this is where I I interview I interview that's where I interview a lot of people but I interview mostly industry decision makers, small business owners and celebrities, and learn the secrets of their success. My next guest is from Los Angeles. I'm going way back in time grabbing this guy. I remember several times just sitting down, just talking about food with him in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. He owns Darrow's New Orleans Grill. That's rest that's Cajun food. The restaurant brings classic Cajun cuisine as the to the Carson California community with Jambalaya. Po boys and more. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Norwood Clark, Jr.
9: Mr. McDonald, top of the morning to you from Los Angeles, my friend.
3: I know it's top of the morning now because I'm on the East Coast.
9: <laughs> man, I miss you, brother. I miss yeah, you, man. How you eight, doing? 18, 18 years, man, and you still sound handsome. Well, what about that? Well, Amazing.
3: i am tell, tell you, so here's the deal, you know, because uh, – because, you know, you guys started me, you know, Steve Harvey and myself out there when we exactly. launched that radio show. And yeah. uh, you guys so much believed in when we went in the community, you guys were like, are they in the community? Because we, we you were our people, you know, you, we, we the brand that we wanted to communicate with. And then all of a sudden the neighborhood awards just jumped off. And that was just like a blessing because it allowed us to support the people who supported us. And exactly. then, and to see that your restaurant still out there, you know, doing bang of business. I may be in LA the tenth, and I definitely will be back on the fourteenth in LA. So you will be seeing me, my friend. Come in there, give me one of them pole bars, a little jambalaya, a little uh, gumbo. Oh, how you? How you do your gumbo? How you do gumbo? Use,
9: uh, it's the filet gumbo. There's two types of New Orleans-style gumbo, filet or okra, and you, you never know. mix the two. And so, as you're well aware, we don't cook with any pork products. And know. the backstory on me, my family used to cook for the world-renowned Commander's Palace mm-hmm. in the Garden District of New Orleans for over 27 Come on, years. say that
3: one more time. Don't, don't, don't you act like that's 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 everyday stuff. <laughs> world-renowned. <laughs> they got it in Vegas. They got a Commander's Palace in Day Vegas. I've eaten there. As well yeah, as New man. Orleans. And yeah, so,
9: my family did twenty seven years there and I work for the Hilton family. And and believe it or not, Rashawn, this is back in the day when colored people <clears throat> can work in these five star restaurants and mm-hmm. hotels but you couldn't eat or stay there, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. We gave New Orleans a flavor, but we don't have a whole lot to show for it, man.
3: And guess what? But your restaurant, you know, let's give it out their website right quick because I want people to go online and see this restaurant, this great menu, this food, all this stuff. You know, a lot of people take pictures. You know, like you, you go to those restaurants. They they, they set a little plate over there. They they move that lettuce just right. <laughs> make sure that ketchup slide off of that fry. Exactly. Not there. What they showing you is how it's gonna be on your plate, looking good, and you and you have a lot to offer in your portions. Because you know us, man. We like the doggy bag when we walk out the door.
9: <laughs> Well, you know, we developed this concept called Daryl's New Orleans (laughs) Grill. It's a hybrid. It's a full bar. Yes, sir. And we're the first of its kind in the country, not even in New Orleans, that Mm -hmm. they have this particular concept where you're able to walk into a fast, casual, Cajun Creole eatery with a full bar and no pork on the menu. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
9: And all the seafood is farm-raised and grain-fed. And not only that, too, you don't have to get everything fried. You can also get it grilled. You know, we try to give you a healthier version of the Cajun Creole cuisine because the food down home tastes good, but it'll kill you, man.
3: Okay, let me ask you this. This is is a really, really important question because of the fact that, you know, uh, as you get older, like you said, the food, you got to watch your diet and everything. Exactly. How do you stay relevant? Because a lot of businesses are going out of business because, you know, uh, like Twinkie you know they they went out of business because people were worried about the getting fat, you know, worried about the food, you know, Coke can change its name again because right. people are buying more bottled water. Because that means the market is always changing, always putting salads on their menu, always trying to figure out how to keep their audience, how to keep current and relevant in that ever-changing diet market. How do you stay relevant in this in these in this ever-changing market?
9: well we keep our ears to the ground we keep our pulse on the millennials and what's going on in our community and and what's going on around us because what what happens too man i tell people people all the time is the fact that if you have a great product it has to be more than just a great product. You have to find a very sophisticated way in marketing and getting the message out there. There are so many various platforms out there in terms of social media. I mean, that's the new thing right now, man, where if you're not on on the internet, if you're not on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or some type of social media platform, it's gonna be very difficult for you to get the message that you're trying to convey out there. Mm -hmm. And so what we try to do each and every day, man, listen to the guests. We don't have customers, we have guests. When Thank people you. walk into our establishment, man, we have to give them an experience where before they leave our eatery, start thinking about their next trip before they leave. And that's your b- biggest success tool right there, man. We've been featured all over the world, man. Uh, the 16 years we were in Marina Del Rey, we mm-hmm. had folks from all over the world eating there. We've been featured on Guy Fier, We've been on the <gasps> Best of the Food Network. <gasps> we've been on the Travel Channel. <gasps> now we're on your award-winning show. And so we've been very fortunate and very honored that these type of relationships w- would allow us to platform to get the message out there. You know, just to digress for, for a second, Rashawn, I've been knowing you for 18 years, yes, man. I met you at Sony Gower Studios mm-hmm. uh, when you were doing the Parkers, and we yeah. had a little smoke holding the wall on Venice Boulevard (laughs) used to come over there and when you and Steve Harvey partnered on the first uh, before it went syndicated you had us on the show when we were baking for Starbucks we we were one of Starbucks first vendor of color Mm -hmm. and you recognized that and you wanted to get the message out there into the community Say, said look man Daryl's New Orleans Grill Uncle Daryl's bacon for starbucks man that's amazing we mm-hmm. used to make pecan candy for all the nordstroms in california mm-hmm. oak brook illinois minneapolis mm-hmm. Nima Marcus, and beverly hills
4: mm-hmm.
9: and, you know and so those are the type of things man that we attribute our success to it's not about one or two people it's, it's been about the collective your willingness and your unselfishness to say, "Hey, man, I'm going to give these folks a platform to get their message to the general public," and right. I'm, I will forever be grateful for that to you. Well,
3: well, thank you. You know, because that's that's just been my personality. I tell people ever since I've been I've been 18, I guess that's been my nature to want to help, to be able to see a vision. First of all, you guys are visionaries, you know, and all I all I was doing was a uh, the guy that you know that that vessel, and and so so you know what he's saying basically is that I will bring them on a the radio station, and guess what? They would pay no advertisement, and I would promote their brand because exactly. I, felt, I figured that, okay, if they don't win in the community, that means that, you know, there may not be jobs. You know, you got to pay taxes, right. and that was the whole basis of, and a lot of people miss that. They miss it. They miss it. They, you know, if the community is not winning, then guess what? And that's who you're playing your music to? Then guess what? You're not going to win. I'm you're sorry. Right. You're not gonna win. Because they guess what? Yeah, absolutely they, right. Because because that was the really the key, because the whole key behind the neighborhood awards was to get people to say, okay, you you, you see a Burger King, and I'm not saying anything negative about Burger King, or even today are five guys, these are promoted all the time, you know, Chick-fil-A all the time. And people will drive right by a restaurant that's serving equally good food, probably at a cheaper price. And it's right in the community. That was the whole basis of the relationships I was creating with people like Norwood and his family. Because, hey, man, I got to support you guys because you guys are winning for us long term. And 18 years later, guess what? We talking. On my radio show, you, man.
9: Well, you know, I love you for life, man. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> come on now. I'm
9: president of your fan club. Come so. on now,
3: come on now, now because that's that's, <laughs> that's important to talk about right now about relationships. Because oh, man, a lot of people missed the boat. Explain the significance of some of the relationships outside of me, but there have been other people that have been important. Not only just diners or as you like to call mm-hmm. them guests. Those relationships.
9: Right. Well, you know what's what's pivotal too to our success, man, was Irvin Magic Johnson mm-hmm. when Magic first started. When Magic first started in business with the theaters, his company called us, reached out to us, and said, Look, we want you guys to make some products for our theaters. So mm-hmm. I had to fly back to Manhattan to meet with the company back there. And uh, we were in the Magic Johnson Theaters. When he did the deal with Starbucks, Starbucks called us from their corporate office. Yes, sir. They came here to vet us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we went from one Starbucks store to 30 Starbucks stores. Mm-hmm. Magic wrote a book called uh, 32 Ways to Be a Success in Business, New York Times bestseller. We featured prominently in the book. Everything he has done, he's in terms of food-wise, Rishon, he's always tried to incorporate Uncle Daryl's in there, man. So I will wow. forever be grateful for him. Felicia Rashad of the Cosbys was out here taping an episode of A Different World. Debbie Allen was directing the, the show at that time. Uh, we were selling the candy to the to the crew members and to the cast of a different world. Felicia Rashad happened to taste the pecan candy that we were making our flagship <laughs> product. Mm-hmm. She called us and invited us to come back to New York to a story in New York to introduce the candy to the cast members and crew of the Cosby Show back in the time. Man, mm-hmm. isn't that amazing, man?
3: Well, that that but you had the product though. Here's the thing I want to say to you, Lord, is that when the call came to you, you was ready. What makes me mad with a lot of our young people out there, or even older people out there, when the call comes to them, they're not even prepared to be ready. See, you yeah. always wanted to be ready. You always got up every day at the same time going there. Even though you didn't see it happening, you knew it would happen. And when you got right. the call, like you said, Starbucks came down and vetted you. Guess what? You were just kicking around, just happy little go-lucky guy. <laughs> and they come down to vet you and go, man, I don't know why Magic talking to these folks. They're crazy. You know? right. And that's really what we're talking about right now is preparation. And when I look at what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, even if you're futuristic, you said, Rashawn, we're trying to get in the head of these millennials. Because it was a, it was like it was a poll without saying that five years ago, the, the millennial male, was 75% of them were interested in the Super Bowl. They took a poll right. recently. 50% of them. And I talked you're to my right. daughter, who's at the University of Houston. I said, did y'all watch the Super Bowl yesterday? she go, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> uh-uh. yeah. That blew me away. Well, y'all ain't watching the Super Bowl? Of course, you're right. a millennial. You know what I'm saying? So, so that means that you're going, hey, man, this is my next generation of customer. I cannot ignore them. So that's exactly, why it's important man. that you're you're tapping into that
9: every day and even hiring people man and being attentive See the whole thing about it too you have to be nimble to be able to pivot and most times you know we get wedded to a vision and to a belief until we're not willing to change or to look in another direction mm-hmm. and that's that's a, a sure cause of death too man where you're not willing to be able to change when necessary. I'm
3: going to do something. I'm, it is a favor. I, I, uh, have I ever featured you in my Rushan's Eats? I don't think I've done you, have I? Not yet. Okay, Not cool. Yet. This is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to contact you. I'm going to get give me 10, 10 cold food pictures, 10, 10 to 15 cold food pictures. And on okay. this Sunday, on my fan Facebook page, which has almost 700,000 wow, followers, man. I'm going to feature your restaurant. Picture your restaurant because people need to know, and then more, and I'll be it would be even colder if I'm in one of those pictures at your restaurant.
5: You, know you, you have to, you, <laughs> you can't <laughs> come back
9: to the left coast without go, go, coming you know to you know what the no,
3: that'll be even colder. I'm up to eat yeah. that shrimp.
9: <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you have to come to you have to come to our new location, man. You're going to be really impressed, man. Uh-huh. We, we we had a vice president of a franchise company out of Florida came into our place, yes sir. The moment he walked in, he said, wow, this is not even tasting the food. And then after he tasted the food, he said, no one in the country is in the World is doing what you guys are doing right now. He's been calling me, emailing me. He's been romancing me, trying to franchise. But we got to keep our powder dry because every dollar is not a good dollar. So we have to make sure that this concept is proven. In order for us to know that this concept has legs, we have to go into other markets. See, most time we have a misfire because we we're too ready Mm -hmm. to make a decision that we're not ready for. Man,
3: hey man, I got to get out of here. But check this out. Darrow's New Orleans Grill in Carson City, California. I'll be Follow there. Follow at, Grill. Darryl, at Grill. At Darryl's Grill. Darrow's New Orleans Grill. i apologize. Darrell's. Darrow's – at D-A-R-R-O-W, New Orleans Grill in Carson.
5: Correct. Correct. Thank you, brother. Thank you.
2: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
6: Money-Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action.
0: Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S-H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous Restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co worker, or relative. Spread the word today. Visit RashawnMcDonald.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. You say to yourself, Who calls Rashawn's show?
3: Ricky Smiley. You got to get out of your own sitting and leave in order to grow
7: because
8: a fish don't get bigger as long as it's inside of that fish bowl. Yes, sir. A fish get bigger when you put it in a
5: pond.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the phone the one and only
5: Charlie Wilson! So many people have been, really been trying to get me to do a gospel record for right, so many years, right. and I have been promising God that I would that I would shout him out to do something. Right. <laughs> I said, you know, I, and, um... Burn, I, rubble. So, uh, there goes you know. my
3: baby. Come on, man. Put a little Jesus in them <laughs> songs. Come on, brother. Miss Patty LaBelle. And you know what I'm going to be doing?
1: Concerts in little clubs. With Thank the, you. With the, Thank with you. trio. Woo! So that I can touch you when I'm singing with my hands.
3: Thank you. <laughs> See, I told you. Be there every Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. Biz 1190. Money-making conversations. Rashawn McDonald, I'm back. Money-making conversations. My next guest, he's on the phone, is a Heisman Trophy winner. See what happens? You always gonna be a Heisman Trophy winner. It's not a former. You always gonna be a Heisman Trophy winner. He led Florida State, and I watched it on TV to the national championship as a quarterback. Top of that, first-round draft pick, a New York Knicks. Watched them all those years in the NBA as a point guard. He is on my show right now to promote the release of his new book. The athlete. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Charlie Ward. Good uh,
10: morning, afternoon. Which one is? It? Come on, I'm
3: on the East Coast. Charlie? I'm East Coast. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, oh, Charlie. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Are oh, you still, still in Florida? You in Florida? Morning. Yes, I'm still in Florida. There you go. I'm there. in Pensacola. There you go, doing your thing. Hey, Charlie. First of all, you know, you know, I'm gonna tell you something, man. You are a hero. Okay, let me get that out of the way first. Let's let let's understand, because when you won that national championship, you were a black quarterback, okay? And right. that, that meant something. That meant something. That won't. That meant something, brother.
10: And that won't change. Huh? And, uh, yes, yes. I guess my story behind that was, you know, of course I went to Florida State. Yes, sir. And I played for the legendary uh, Bobby Bowden. Come on now. And – uh, one of the things that Coach Bowden hadn't done uh, while he was at Florida State was play a black quarterback. Come on now. And so, when um, when people when I chose or was looking at going to Florida State, uh, people were questioning whether I should go because they had never played a black quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I admired about Coach, Bla- uh, Coach Bowden was his um, his Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. and he had also uh, one of the things I wanted to do. Uh, in college, was play basketball and football. Right. And so he had allowed Brad Johnson to do that. And, you know, in my in my town, people were like, well, I don't think he should go uh, because he's never played a black quarterback. And uh, University of Georgia was on my list as well, and they had. Uh, but one of the things I admire most about Coach Baum was he had history on his side. He allowed Brad to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, and he also told me that I had to be patient. And, and when I got to school, um, I became uh, the punter my freshman year. Hey, Charlie, Charlie had, let me slow
3: you down. I read your book now. Let's oh, talk okay. about your parents now. Now, oh, your mama okay. your mama called Bobby Bowden and reminded him that you were uncomfortable because he was slow in making the decision on whether you should really play basketball. Your mama now. Your daddy, let's talk about your great daddy, 1961 team that had Bobby Hayes on it, that fam FAMU, the Rattlers, who should have played NFL, but he tore his knee in the last game of his senior year. Let's talk about, true. let's talk about, see, I don't want to, see, people need to read this book because this is a book about family. This is a book about when a family stands up for their child, when a child, allow their child to go through life and support him. But guess what? Guess what? I You know, a lot of people talk about Alonzo Ball and all this stuff and all that. You know, but, man, you, if your mom and dad's there for you, you have both supports systems, but your mama do. Your mama sat down with him and go, look, is my son going to play quarterback? Because, remember, I read the book because Bobby Bowden didn't think you were a quarterback. He didn't have you on his list to be one of the recruits. He had to be sold in the pitch meeting. And so when you got there, you you know, everybody, so he went and saw you play, go, yeah, yeah. And so so it was your family that played a major role. Let's talk a little bit about that because I felt it was important because that's what I took away from the book because the first two chapters basically dedicated to your family, correct?
10: That is true. And uh, one of the things uh, my mom and dad taught us was uh, being supportive of one another. Yes, sir. And so they're, they're supportive. Actually went in debt, uh, following behind me in college. Uh, but we supported one another. I have uh, six siblings. Yes, sir. Uh, four sisters and two brothers, and so we have a large family. And their major um, selling point and thing that they taught us was we got to be supportive of one another. Absolutely. And it's still the same same way uh, today, and so. And so, I'm not you know something, I'm not saying
3: nothing negative about Bobby Bowden. I'm just saying that I'm just saying the process was that your parents, you know, whenever you because that's how I am with my daughter. I want my daughter to be able to call me. She's in college right now, she's not playing sports, I want to be able to call me if she's uncomfortable. And that's the type of relationship you have with your parents. If they, if you felt uncomfortable, you could call them. And guess what? They will initiate the parental responsibilities of getting their child. Being an adult and intervene.
10: And yes, and you know I was grateful to be able to have a mom to be able to call and uh, get inspiration and words of encouragement, which uh, was not just the first year, but it was throughout. Absolutely. Um, because I had I uh, had a sit down, drag out talk with her uh, when I started playing quarterback at Florida <laughs> State because um, I really didn't want to talk to the media Mm -hmm. um, because I just didn't like talking to the media. Absolutely. And I was wondering why they they wanted to talk to me now uh, that I'm the starting quarterback. And she was just saying, hey, this is what you have to go through. This is part of the process of being the starting quarterback on a nationally ranked team. And I just had to learn that sometimes you have to go through things um, and do things that you don't want to do in order to achieve your goal. And (laughs) so – that's one of the things that she told me a lot, and being able to call her mm-hmm. was definitely a great blessing.
3: You know, the book we're talking about is called The Athlete. It's about the life story, the professional and collegiate and high school career from Thomasville, Georgia, of Charlie Ward, an incredible high school athlete who was injured in high school and uh, who was injured to the point that they questioned whether he would have an athletic career because uh, when, he, when he got on the field to actually play, that was a little controversial because mom wasn't in the stands, and you really wasn't supposed to be on the field that day in that high school game. But you, but that's uh, that created the legend, correct?
10: Uh, I guess so. Um, and my dad caught the brunt of it because uh, he was a coach. <laughs> he was, he was my coach uh, during that time, and right. I wasn't cleared to play. Yes, sir. Uh, quarterback. Now I was cleared to punt, but I wasn't clear to play quarterback. And uh, my mom got to the game late, and yes, the sir. quarterback that was that was ahead of me, I uh, got hurt. injured. Mm-hmm. So I was the I was the uh, the out man mm-hmm. in a sense. And so my dad had to uh, make a parent decision um, as a coach. Uh-huh. And, uh And we. Would I tell him mom? Would I tell here?
3: him mom now? Because mom was walking into the stadium.
10: But, <laughs> well, you know, as a coach, as a coach, you don't have yourself <laughs> back then. come on, Charlie. The, you call know he wouldn't have called.
3: You know he wouldn't have called your mom. You know, right now, because <laughs> she's a, she's to shut it all down, brother. Shut it all down. But I want to shift a little gear because you have another strong lady in your life. It's your wife, and and oh, you know because you, that means you have very two very significant females in your life your mom and your wife and i took that away from the book too that she's you know she always had that suit that suitcase packed just in case because you know was trade concentrated rumors about you with when you was at new york you know even though you was the first round draft pick you know you're gonna get traded here get traded there but she was always and willing to support you at any any cause even today even today. And I think that's important that that's what I took away from the book. It was like the, the value of family and the, and the value of God in your life, how significant it is.
10: Right. And um, I'm truly grateful because uh, as a professional, you know, it's a high rate of divorce. Yes, sir. And I'm grateful to have a godly woman mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, she sacrificed a lot. And what I mean by a lot, she's a lawyer. She's mm-hmm. a career-oriented woman, and uh, she's been willing to uh, pick up and leave—not willing, but sometimes uh, she's been able to do it. Yes, sir. And I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm going out and doing a lot of speaking engagements. Oh yeah. Um, and different things. She's a little uh, manager, right? Definitely... She managing
3: your career now, Charlie? She managing? Uh, yeah. She... Yeah, yeah. Let's she go, tell the, Let's go tell, the Let's <laughs> tell the truth. Let's go tell the truth. Let's go tell the truth. Let's go tell
10: the truth. a lot of marketing? Uh, That's what I love about her because
3: promotion. she's doing what your mom told you you should do a long time ago, talk. Because you have a brilliant story, man. <laughs> you have a brilliant story, Charlie. I But I'm going to tell you something, Charlie. I read your book from front to back, okay? And I read it because each each chapter told me a little bit about the process. You know, they talk about Joe Embiid in Philadelphia. You— Dealt with the process. You dealt with people doubting you. You dealt with people, even in some instances when you didn't get drafted by the NFL, which was a crazy insult to your abilities. But then turn right around, and be a first-round draft pick for the New York Knicks. That's amazing. So, so you need to be out there every day, man, and to, to tell your story, man. Because if you not read the athlete, go to Amazon, get that book today. This is an amazing book about an amazing man. Because guess what? He is a, and I'm not saying that negative. He's a simple guy. Hard work, believe in God, and he's honest. What's wrong with that, Charlie?
10: Well, I appreciate that.
3: And uh, definitely. <laughs> Charlie I, I ain't, I ain't the, never talked to support. no guy like that. This guy here need to be my manager, too.
10: <laughs> uh, my wife. Yeah, I know, <laughs> that's right. I
3: know that right. I know that's right, brother but I definitely
10: appreciate it you gotta you know, be you gotta be
3: appreciated man because like I said man, when you won that national championship for the Florida State Seminole, I was watching it on TV man and you know and 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 when when you know when they kicked that field goal and they went wide right or wide left whatever they missed it I, I felt I felt I felt proud of you, man, because I knew your journey wasn't an easy journey back then. It's not it's not an easy journey right now, even though we have you know Watson and we have you know Cam Newton and all these guys playing quarterback today. It's still a rough journey for an African American quarterback. And your life, man, is a testimony to keep faith first, family right there. You gonna win.
10: Yes, sir. All those things are very, very important to be uh, successful. That's for sure.
3: You do me a favor. You tell your manager, wife, get me a social media banner, and I'm going to post this book on my social media platforms this week so we can get the word out. The athlete, a story about the incredible, the athlete, the incredible Charlie Ward.
0: This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day.
1: At 9 a.m., soccer, carpool.
0: 9.10,
1: purchase birthday card.
0: 9.05, dry cleaning. Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry. I can't fit that question into your schedule. 9.15, cry for a little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwann's help. With Schwann's, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwanns.com.